Revivify, design and building pros podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Revivify podcast. I'm your host, Grace Mace. Today, I'm excited to introduce Carrie McCorn from Carrie and Company. She has accomplished a lot of things over the years, and I'd love to get behind the scene to learn more about her. Welcome, Carrie. So please share with us, how did you get started? So I first, I want you to know, sorry about my voice, everybody, laryngitis, speaking training, go back in time to 1986. But of course, remember, I'm 39. <laughs> no. Absolutely. But in 1986, I built a home and the builder came to me and told me I sold more homes for my driveway than anybody he ever put in the model. And I was a teacher. I was teaching fifth grade at an elementary school up the street. Wow. I took a leave of absence and for a year and decided, is this something I want to do? And the rest is history. I've been doing this for over 35 years and loving every minute of it. What an interesting starting point, being a yeah. teacher, fifth grader, and now you're teaching how to get homesold. It's just like teaching fifth graders again, Grace. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> you like reduce it to the ridiculous so that they learn it and they understand it and they nod their head and go, oh, I get it. And that's the same thing. That makes complete sense. So when you talk to new group of classmates, what do you say to them? What are things that matters that people should know? In the people that are selling today, right. is that yes. what you mean? Yes. Really funny because I, as I'm sitting here, I'm developing a training for exactly that, how you take, how you switch up the buyer's journey, the sales process, the, oh my gosh, the whole gambit, because we've become a quicker, faster, better society, right? Absolutely. So I think that what you have to understand is you have to be able to get into their minds and their hearts. So emotional intelligence has a lot to do with everything today so that you're gearing up for the fact that someone would be able to move forward. And in this day and age with what we're doing with so many choices, online, on-site, interactive floor plans, I mean, they're, they're, mediums of way to purchase are so huge that how do builders reach them on all those different levels so i think that when you've got a clear understanding of that and how you're trying to move someone and motivate them and then how do you maintain really how you create energy and then how you maintain energy it's pretty important right this is actually an interesting point Create energy and maintain energy. Do you know this difference between kind of jumping one one level out is energy between a woman home buyer versus male home buyer? First of all, it's a cultural difference, and you have to realize that because with different cultures, you need to get the energy flowing maybe with the man, not the woman. Mm. So you have to know your customer. Right to know how to do that. But as we're talking specifically like about women in leadership, and we've spent so much time understanding that like we had the percentage up to 96% of the home buying decision is female. Mm. Is it that she makes that 
much of the decision or the components that she appreciates are part of what creates that buying decision, whether it's male or female. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's changed a little bit. And it used to just be, it's no longer when mom is happy, everybody's happy, I think. Right. I think it's when we have partnered together in making this decision and we've each gotten our needs met that that's really the magic. Well, that's really interesting. You're right. The trend definitely evolved. And just giving that, that's a trend that we're seeing. Do you see, I mean, things that people care about. I know people talk about sustainability, green, healthy homes. Those are topics that we hear from the clients often. But do you see that also the same trend within home building industry? Absolutely. And then I just think that you add on to that lifestyle and functionality. How does my space work for me? You know, typically when someone comes to a model home or when they approach a builder or they go online on websites, whatever it is that they currently live in, it's the space is not working for them. Right. Now you add the technology into it and I don't have this and all of that. But first thing is day to day, how does my home live? Right. Which kind of gets you to, you know, we have had a time in an era where it was all about the floor plan, like master bedroom down, master bedroom, you know, up first floor laundry room, second floor laundry room. And it was all about home site and floor plan. And now I think when you can understand someone's, like if you can be part of somebody's solution, tell me what works well for you, what's not working well for you. And we can go from there I tend to, when I'm working with salespeople and builders, am working much more with how do you want to live in your home? What do you want your home to do for you to make you and your family happy? That makes complete sense. Sometimes this, these simple things is all about how do you create the experience that matters to people? Correct. And, and there's an, there's a multitude of experiences that we're trying to do. And through all of my years of doing this, whether it's speaking or it's training or it's developing, whatever it is, is that how do you break that experience down? And there's the experience in shopping and buying. There's the experience in the model home. There's the experience in buying. There's the after the close experience. I mean, you have so much responsibility that you can take into your hands, but you can reap such a huge reward if you fulfill that. Right. So emotional needs are just huge. Absolutely. People make a lot of decisions based on motion, not so much about the, the transaction. Sure. And that's they'll just- justify lots of things logically after the fact. If emotionally they're like, this is feeling good. Right. So you talk about this whole user journey, really, is from the every touch point, what can you do to make sure they had a positive experience? And that's a and lot to think about. But I'm also, fun. <laughs> and I'm also kind of curious on the, the other side of any kind of challenge you experience through these kind of mapping out and figure out how to deal with providing a positive experience for your clients. What are some of the challenges you deal with and how did you overcome them? So 
it's kind of a broad question. So instead of just like from, let's just talk company wide, like what Carrie does when Carrie gets into a company, right? Perfect. And oftentimes people think that we need sales training and we need help. And she's been doing this like forever. So let's call. But what really happens is the hurdle is that what goes on outside started from inside, internal to external. So if I have a builder in a company that has a strong belief system in vision, mission, purpose, core, all of those things, it's so easy for me to work with them because we rebuild that so that it really speaks volumes to the messaging that that builder wants to the consumer so that they're attracting the right customer. And then when that customer is attracted to them, they build that home underneath that vision. And when you are selling to and building for your right customer that you attracted correctly, it's just so much easier. So that's, that's like not really my hurdle, but it's kind of my initial emphasis. Can we start, can we go backwards before we go forwards? Right. That's great. And have you seen any type of things that are quite different from what you've been selling homes for back in the 90s versus what we are seeing today? Are there some major shift in the industry? So there's a lot of, there are major shifts because back in the day, one of the selling points was building equity hmm. and, and, are by because people stayed in their homes right. forever. In fact, part of their let's even say their retirement and or their inheritance was in the equity that they built in their home, from the neighborhood to the floor plan to just everything. And the trend changed where people were moving in and out of houses much more often, hmm. and equity position was really not the big value anymore because. A lot of children saw their parents' equity go away. Mm. And, and so you really couldn't convince that anymore. And like my first home was 12 and three quarters interest rate. Well, now yeah. someone's buying it. It's a credit card. Right. And now they're able to buy it 3%. Right. So all of those factor in. And now we've got Gen X. We now have parents living with children. Right. We had the boomerang age. You had to be aware of, was someone building their home, expecting that their children for college were going to come home and live with them for a while. So the so as generations and families change, that's really the differences that we see. How far does money go? How far doesn't money go? And clearly... Our biggest focus right now is a lot of people lost money in the home building industry for a while. They've got it back. They're spending it. They have been spending it. Look at our marketplace, but they're protective with how they will spend it. Interesting. I really like to add on to what you described, the the boomer, the Gen X. What about the trend that you're seeing with millennials? Well, the first thing with a millennial is when are they ready? They're comfortable longer with renting, number one. Right. So finding that moment where 
home ownership has value to them. Because if you're going to try and give them value to home ownership prior to them as an individual believing that, you're swimming and selling upstream. Mm, That makes sense. Mm -hmm. So finding them in that career moment, in that maybe family moment, in that marriage moment, all the different things that all of a sudden... I'm okay with renting for a while and a, a person convinced against their will remains unconvinced, right? Right. So eventually I'll get to that time. So that's where our customer relationship management systems come into play and how you follow up with these people that contacted you, but they contacted you and then they weren't buying then. What are you doing with them? Remember, I started with a recipe box and just filtered cars through A, B, C, repeat, rinse and repeat, and go through it. And I was not dripping any campaigns. I didn't have (laughs) embedded touch points. It was, you know, we kind of chased checkbooks. (laughs) Right. Yeah, things definitely involve, technology definitely play a big role in our industry. Oh, wow, yeah. And so with that in mind, as you mentioned, if you find the right moment of, family, marriage, kids, for the millennials, I assume technology is also a big part of what they expect of that relationship or experience. They, they absolutely do that. It's like interactive floor plans. I mean, it's just, it's going to be a must where right now it's, they're really cool on the website. You know, when you see a true millennial walk into a model home and they have added their options, priced their home, picked their floor plan. It's like, oh my gosh. Ultimately, I hope in my lifetime, we will always need voice to voice and heart to heart. But boy, they come in pretty prepared. So you need, and they respect technology. It's one of the things that garners respect for them, that you as a builder are aware of the needs of technology. That makes sense. I'm going to shift a little bit. I'm going to focus on you. Along the way, you clearly you have built an incredible career and you have the breadth of knowledge is impressive. Along the way, have you experienced any women supporting you in the industry? I just posted in Women in Residential Construction and Professional Women in Building today with this being the week that it is that I'm really glad that it didn't cost me anything to get all the amazing friends and support I have because I probably wouldn't have had the money to pay for the value of what I've gotten through the years. But when you look at my career path and I sold, I physically sold on site for 18 years. I managed as a sales manager, also part of that. Then I was a VP of sales and marketing for a company. And then I decided that I really wanted to make more of an impact and a legacy with more people than just a company. And I wanted more control of my life. I wanted to be able to follow my passion where I could be most productive and profitable. So that's when I started my company 15 years ago. And so many people were like, you can do this. You got this. And my speaking career, you know, people, work really hard to speak at the builder show and I've spoken for years and on the sales rally and it's just so many people behind me you know encouraging me and I think it's that 
when you form that mutual admiration club with so many people that it's like, God, I love and respect you. And they're like, no, no, I love and respect you more. No, it's kind of like a four-way stop. <laughs> That's awesome. Where you try and say, no, you go, no, you go. <laughs> First, we have to get over the fact that it's like, no, really, you're my strength and admiration. They're like, oh, no, you are. I love it. <laughs> I've worked with Angela McKay. She's just an awesome individual. I spoke to her last week. <laughs> she's yeah, awesome. She's amazing. She's someone who I, I have her in my back pocket and she has me and hers. We room together at events and, and things. And that, you know, it's like what you put into it. Like I just rewrote for a builder their So their follow-up service of Avid, which is their after closing survey company. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're not asking the right questions for your particular company, right? Mm-hmm. Not just general, your company, right. your software does not behoove you well until you have personalized it. Right. right? Absolutely. Cause it's beyond just the clicking and the navigating. It's right. all of that. Right. So if you ever have any type of event or conference or anything that you do, I'm happy, you know, to help speak and get to the gut of, your audience so that they understand the value of it, but the value of using it and the value of personalizing it. Your best. That would be great. We definitely, we definitely want to connect with you, but for the time being, I want to be able to, for the media thing, I would love to get more discussion time with you to talk about the trends and for people to get to know you and for them to contact you for your service. Perfect. And celebrate what you have done so far. And I think it's tremendous for everyone to get to know you. That's great. I love it. Well, Another C mutual admiration club. <laughs> yes. This is how it happens. Yes. It's meant to be. We're here to support each other. And that's the best part. That's right. And you call me anytime. That's fantastic. And then just, I, I love the energy. I love the, just the, the commitment also to really supporting other women. Now I want to looking forward or inspiring people who are just women are coming into this industry. What would you advise them? So I just did this program in professional women and building headquarters at IBS this year. And I think I remember that some of the first you have to make a decision, you know, so many people vacillate and, you know, and it's not like, you know how we always see something that's invented and you think, man, if I would have only invented that, right? right. Or you read a book and you go, I've been living that forever. If only I would have written that. So at some point, you have to have your wake-up call with yourself and decide that you want to do something different. And then when you decide, you have to get right away while your appetite is wet for more to get into the details to what more do I need, who do I need, what resources do I need, What do I need to get rid of to be able to do that? And then deliver to yourself and deliver to whoever, whatever the audience that you're reaching out to. It's really waking up and making a commitment to yourself and following that passion that somehow or another, you're wanting to be more productive than you currently are, but you're needing to be financially solvent. I mean, let's not forget the profitable side of it. Right. No, that's and great. For me, I didn't want to be dispensable anymore where I was a line item as a 
salesperson or sales manager that tough times came and I was a line item. I wanted to be able to always be in control of my circumstances to a degree. I've been hit by the economy, but I've always been able to find a value in me personally just because I just, I care so darn much and I get so committed that my husband says that sometimes he thinks I'm the food shelf. I just work for free. <laughs> but when you're passionate about what you believe in and what, and when you make that decision and making that commitment and following through, that's where not only will you succeed, you will also be happy and helping others. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's all part of your legacy. That's beautiful. It's like, you know, when you, I tell people that your reputation is what people say after you leave them. Yes. When I'm in a company, when I'm on an airplane coming home, I tell them, whatever you have learned, however you feel, whatever you say to each other, that is my reputation. And ultimately, that will be my legacy. You know, everybody kind of knows I've been pretty open with the fact that I turned 65 in December simply because I get Medicare now. <laughs> and as self-employed, your insurance is so expensive that they just laugh. Right. <laughs> but I'm not going anywhere. Yep. I never want them to think that that age means anything other than I get health insurance less. <laughs> That's great. And this is just beginning. Clearly, you're continuing to thrive. So, well, Carrie, thank you so much for being here with us, inspiring us, and help us to see different perspective and learn from you. Gal, I, I was just excited, Grace, honored. I was like, oh my gosh, am I getting this interview because I'm older? Am I getting it because I've got so much in my suitcase that I've packed and carried through all my years? Whichever it is, I'm going to go with the latter. <laughs> it's definitely latter. The experience clearly shows and the relationship you build over the years, the knowledge you have shared with us and really is inspire all of us paving the road for the rest of other women in construction down, down the field, the future leaders. And so the legacy you're creating, helping all of us learn and grow, it means so much. Oh, I'm, I'm honored. And some of my best moments and days, Grace, are when someone says, calls me or emails me and says, you don't know me, but I know you, <laughs> or I've heard you. And I have a question for you. I'm like, that is, that's my day. That's my complete day. Awesome. Well, with that in mind, I'm sure there'll be many people inspired to connect with you. How would they connect with you? What's your contact information? So if they just go to my website at www.carryandco or, you know, text me, do I'm, I'm so available because I pride myself in that. So please go to my website and then you'll have all my contact information. And I also have, you know, another thing is that I just, a good way also is every Monday I send out Caffeine with Carrie, which is just kind of what That's I've been great. thinking about the uh -huh. last week. Please go on my website, sign up for Caffeine with Carrie, and then you'll just get a little bit of me all the time. That's awesome. I'm going to do that. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks, Grace. I've loved every minute of this. Thank you for listening to this episode of Revivify Podcast, and we'll see you next time. Brought to you by Bayrap.